There is a city of jelly babies under the soil in the center of the earth. (laughs) They sing and dance all day long. Welcome to We Should Know Better, the podcast where we hitchhike across Wikipedia like a bunch of little fact toppers. I'm your Joel Hodgson, Kyle, and with me as always are my bots. Uh, Kevin Murphy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bots, dude. I'm Tim Servo. Sky, Sky, I I love that you, you didn't even go for like the... I'm a Rift Tracks man now. <laughs> <laughs> You went for the more obscure joke. <laughs> I'm so proud of you both. Tim, I actually thought that's exactly what you were going to say, and I'm so happy you did it. I'm glad you believed I would take the low-hanging fruit. Oh, it was perfect. Um, well, if you haven't heard the show before, you're a little confused, but that's okay. Uh, what we do here is we go on a race across uh, across Wikipedia using only the links on the page, finding our way from one page to the other. Uh, tonight, Tim and Sky are going to be racing. Whew. All right. I, I, I got I to gotta just walk you guys into this because I, I had like several races going on at once, and this is the track that I chose. We're going to be going from Aquafaba, okay. and I'll spell that for you. What? <laughs> it's A-Q-U-A-F-A-B-A. All right. So we're going from Aquafaba. Sounds like some like uh, Aquafaba sounds like like some sort of, like like the shake weight that you use in like in your <laughs> pool, like this thing that doesn't really do anything. Sky, I very nearly did something along those lines. That's okay. one of the possible end pages that I picked for this. Not shake weight sp- uh, specifically, but like <laughs> Aquafaba to shake weight. We'll see. Um. Anyway, we're going from Aquafaba, and I'll explain it in a minute, I promise, (laughs) to Snowman. Oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, so what we all have to do to start is uh, we pick a, we have to pick who's going to go first using a little game. And today, uh, the game that I chose, well, look, I... I had I had a couple different things to work with, and the one that I decided I was going to try to make you come up with, like uh, different different like names or like famous snowman or snowmans. Yep, snows man, snows man, snows man. Um, <clears throat> which there are several, and I actually didn't realize there were so many. Uh, but or I mean, not that many, but there's several. Anyway, uh, but what I'm actually going to have you do. Uh, we're just going to do this on a, uh, a quick guess on what the current record for the tallest, the the oh record gosh. for the world's largest snowman, which I'll, the world's largest, which snowman. I'll tell you right now, mm. I can give you all the stats around it. Uh, it was set in 2008 in Bethel, Maine. Okay. And uh, it was named in honor of Olympia Snow, a U.S. senator representing the state of Maine at the time. Uh, technically, it's a snow woman, and they specify that in the article. <laughs> okay. So, how tall... Snow woman with a capital S for snow, please. That's right. So, how tall is the world's largest <sighs> snowman? Now? 
Well, I mean, the record stands <laughs> Very nice. now it is 0. 0.0 inches He's tall. very wide right now. Very nice, guys. Very nice. Uh, I'm, I'm very proud of you guys. Good job. <laughs> this is so hard because, like, there's. Is, do you know if there's any, like, stipulations on this as far as, like, do they have to only use like a shovel <laughs> like can they can, can they bring in like cranes so what i can tell you <laughs> i just imagine like all these companies that have had to like create giant snowmen yeah as like publicity stunts mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah so what i can tell you is that it is uh it has a <laughs> the, the the snowman it's more like a snow mound uh when you get to uh, a certain size of snowman just like a giant muck there you go. That's what it is. It's a mock. Oh man! Wow. When you get to a so cer- it's just a giant pile of snow. When you get to a certain size of snowman, the mechanics just, just don't work. <laughs> you, you throw you throw a couple uh, lumps of coal in there and a carrot. Oh look, now it's a snowman. You are not far off. It's <laughs> like some weird wow. like alchemy sort of thing. I don't know. Is, it's pretty great. Some weird alchemy. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so anyway, how tall was uh, the? Olympia, Maine, or Bethel, Maine, uh, Snow Woman. All right. I have sent my answer. I see that. Sky. I I haven't looked at Tim's. Um, Uh Well, he sent it to me personally. 30 feet. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Go ahead. You guys. What? (laughs) Tim Price has righted you. I put it down 129. That's oh wow! Incredible! <laughs> okay. You guys are amazing. So, <laughs> no, no, you're both you're both over, but not by much. Tim, you're the closer one. Uh, I, I'm going to say you win this. The snow woman stands 122 feet one Whoa. inch. We were one really inch. close. Wow. I know you guys I'm are so both proud amazing. Of us. I yes. thought we'd be way off one way or no. the other. You guys are incredible. Um Dang. Yeah. Uh the we'll we'll actually get to see this one because it's on the uh the end page for where we're aiming tonight. Maybe we will. Well, <laughs> eventually. <laughs> if we're lucky. Eventually. Uh there is I, I was actually going to give you guys a clue, but you both guessed. Uh the um I was going to say the runner up was 113 feet. So, oh, uh, yeah, uh, that's incredible. Well done, you guys. <laughs> so, uh, aquafaba, aquafaba, Tim. So, uh, aquafaba literally means bean water. Yep. <laughs> it's like hot dog water, but with beans. <laughs> uh, but apparently, it actually has uh, culinary uses due to its ability to mimic functional properties of egg whites. Aquafaba can be used as a direct replacement for them in some cases, including in meringues and marshmallows. So that's good. Yeah. The common, most common use of aquafaba is as a replacement for egg white. It is composed of carbohydrates, proteins, and other soluble plant solids which have migrated from the seeds to the water during the cooking process. The unique combination of ingredients gives it a wide spectrum of emulsifying, foaming, binding, gelatinizing, and thickening properties. Yeah. Yeah. Thick. Um, I just love that. I'm sorry. What were we doing? Um. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Tim. I, I, I just love that this stuff, like I, I looked this up. Uh, this was recommended by our friend Tony, this page a while ago. Oh my gosh. Uh, and yes, I know. Right. All this freaking macaroon. He recommended, he recommended we dive into 
bean, bean water. water. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that means he respects us or not. <laughs> I see his macaroon pictures. I'm like, dang, I need to make macaroons. I'm like, I'm not yes. even. I don't even think I've had one before. You've never had a macaroon? I don't think so. Oh my gosh! But they look they're, like they're friggin- incredible. Yeah. They're they're like little puffy cookies, and then it, they're Oreos. They're they're just really I mean, much better Oreos. That's what they look like. Bathroom soaps <laughs> that you can eat. I mean, that's not far off. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty good. That's that's not far off. Yes. I need to do this now. Okay. So, I my favorite part of this is the etymology, and Tim, yes, uh, it is. That's correct. Oh wow, this is rather new. Yeah, fifteen. Yes. How cool is this? Yeah. Origins. In December 2014, French chef Joël Rossel, forgive me if I pronounce that incorrectly, Whatever. Dis- discovered that water from canned beans and other vegetables can be made to form foams, much like protein isolates and flax mucilage. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Rossel shared his experiments anonymously on a blog in France, showing that the canning liquid can be used as a foaming agent. He also published recipes for Floating Island of Cheville, Chocolate Mousse, and he made a meringue made from chickpea, liquid, sugar, cornstarch, and guar gum. Well, cool. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and then, and then, like any good thing nowadays, a Facebook group was formed around it. Well, huh. because, because, he, I, I, because only a, uh, someone who actually is involved in the software community like this guy, uh, apparently he kind of open-sourced it. Uh, okay, so uh, this this uh, this aquafaba when it did become popular, um, it caught the attention of software engineer and vegan food enthusiast Goose Wallet uh, here in the U.S. And he basically just made a like he he reached out and was like, "Hey, how can we do this better?" So he made a group that was just basically open sourcing what aquafaba is. It's got a. I've thought about this before, like cooking is like one of our oldest arts right Mm -hmm. and it's like you know everything's been done like how much more is there to find (laughs) out you know what i mean like i always think about that like like top chefs coming up with new recipes and it's like you know you know how many pies can you make i remember our friend janessa was telling us about the time like her cousin went to like culinary was going to culinary school and she's like i made a new pie (laughs) <laughs> I, I put a crumble i made it it's an apple pie but i put a crumbly crust on the top mm. and it's like yeah it's an apple crumble <laughs> like that's that's what you yeah. did people people kind of thought of that already it's like no like here's a new secret bean water <laughs> like we got it and now it's like then suddenly it's like oh yeah there's a facebook group around it and this guy's like trying to perfect it like it's really cool mm-hmm. oh it's so great mm-hmm. I, I I just love everything about this stuff. And, I love and that then, after a year of use, the Oxford English Dictionary uh, <laughs> made an official word. Like yes, like that's incredible. Well, mm. all I can say is that someone at the OED probably I, they had to be like involved on this Facebook group because of course they would be. Like someone involved is like yeah, I, I hear people using this word all the time. I don't know what you're talking about, you know. People in this Facebook group, it's a constant, man. We got we got to get this in there. It's true. It's pretty great. Let's see here. I I have not man. tried using it, but I have wanted to. I will say, like, I, ever since Tony showed me this page, I've been very, I've been intrigued. But on the other hand, it's still bean water, and 
Huh. I just hope nobody mistakes it for Aqua Velva. <laughs> Next time okay. you, you guys visit Kyle, yeah, well, you'll have to bring your uh, macaroons. <laughs> Tim will make some. I'll make some. We'll have a little tasting contest. I'm I'm down. <laughs> Why are you assuming I know how to make a macaroon? Well, I don't either, but learn. they're amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Make butterscotch cinnamon macaroons. Sky. I, I see your macaroons and I raise them one. Uh, uh, what the thing that I, that I would like to learn to make, but um, it would be very dangerous for me to learn to make are uh, red bean steamed red bean buns. Oh my gosh! Yeah, see, mm-hmm. Candace made a red bean paste. What red bean mo- uh, mochi? It's really hard to do. Um, uh, no. <laughs> Don't tell me that. It's really hard to actually like make the paste. Oh, you have to soak it for the right amount of time and the right temperature and that sort of thing. I wanted it to be easy so I could just, <laughs> I could just <laughs> make them all good, the time. Kyle. Maybe it's a good thing that it's difficult. <laughs> so you're not just eating red bean paste for. How is that a bad thing, Scott? <laughs> it's bad for your, um, bad for your body. Ugh, fine. So I mean. Getting to snowmen from from bean water. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's one thing that's clearly standing out here. Yeah. To get closer, and that's um, being a substitute in ice cream. Well. Oh. <clears throat> and I might go to ice cream, but then there's cheese substitutes, and that's just <laughs> tempting because I want to know what substitutes <laughs> for cheese. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna go to ice cream. Aw. Uh, L- Lieutenant Dan. All right. Ice cream. Right, I'm gonna Sky. run parallel against you and oh, no. go marshmallows. Oh, great! Oh, nice. I just realized. So, so I'm, I'm, so I'm going to marshmallows because, like, a kid's craft puppy. is like making snowmen out of marshmallows, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And now that I clicked on it, I realized that's like going to hands because kids make like turkeys. <laughs> uh, by the way, that is that's Stephen's l- most upsetting kid's craft. He cannot stand hand turkeys he thinks they are the height of terrible art teaching and every time he sees them it like he gets this look on his face and it's amazing uh a while ago we we were out at the zoo uh with my with my folks and we came across um like they they had a kids craft area and they they were doing a a series of small like finger painting things where they figured out how to do hand turkeys for or rather hand animals for like 10 different animals at the zoo so you had like hand cows and like hand like giraffes and rhinos <laughs> and steven was like get me out of here like like get this stop this stop this now <laughs> it's fantastic uh tim let's talk about ice cream yep ice cream uh <laughs> Derived earlier from iced cream or cream ice, mm. uh, typically eaten as a snack or dessert or breakfast. <laughs> uh, Wait, where does it say that? For me, oh. it, in in my in my home, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's so it's so weird just describing something that is so commonplace mm-hmm. to us. At least, ice cream Don't. may be served in dishes for eating with a spoon <laughs> or in cones, which are licked. As humans do. Now, hold I on. I bite the hell out of an ice cream cone. That's Now, now this is terrible. grammatically incorrect. 
So ice cream may be served in dishes for eating with a spoon. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Or in cones, which are licked. The cones aren't licked. Now, that sentence is implying that you lick the cone. Mm. Nobody licks the cone, Wikipedia. (laughs) You lick the ice cream in the cone. Well, Tim, the aliens that were writing this don't really understand it entirely yet. This is true. You just see them just looking. Like, they have a glass of water, and they're just licking the side of the glass. It's like, why isn't this working? Why is this not quenching my (laughs) thirst? SpongeBob does. Probably. It might, yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, wait, Sky, you bite ice cream? Yeah. Are you a barbarian? I got no time. Because. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? I actually do that too. What? Uh, so I'm, on, I'm on Sky's side with this, yeah. I thought I knew you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it forever. It's mm-hmm. it. Oh man, my teeth are too sensitive for it. Like I can't do I mean, it. Do you do you usually get soft serve or hard ice cream? Well, I don't eat ice cream a lot because That's I'm lactose like, intolerant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, why are we even talking to you about this? <laughs> You're like not a authority. liar. <laughs> you ersatz ice cream. We we do sorbet Patron. occasionally. <laughs> well, okay, sorbet works. SpongeBob yeah. so, sucking still, on a still glass a gift is a thing I just googled. What? <laughs> I swear this is a thing. It's in my mind. I can picture it. I'm not Google saying it's not, and it's bothering me. Oh 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 oh! You know what? Um, uh, Gravity Falls. Oh, Gravity Falls. I think it's Gravity Falls. That's Lick. that one episode with the boy band that was like Glass. made out of test tubes yeah. or something. What? And they don't know how to drink water. <laughs> Gravity Falls water gif. <laughs> yeah. Gif. yeah. Yes. Do it. I. Mm. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. So here, here's it. Okay. Okay, guys. I have to explain. <laughs> this is myself. a problem that the internet can only happen or can only happen on the internet. This is the problem with the internet is that I have a podcast <laughs> where I can spend five minutes explaining myself. <laughs> um, where is it? Where is it? I just saw it on here. SpongeBob. There's one where he's like licking a chocolate bar. Okay. And my mind had mm. like, my mind had uh, flipped him around. This is incredible. I, I could watch this for like 10 minutes. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. Wow. So well, that, my mind okay, that one's more disturbing things. for it's, some reason. My mind, it's, a, it's a good gif. My mind, it's a good gif. My mind took these two things like and then looked up and saw my memory <laughs> bar and it was like pretty full. I'm like, it's mm. like eh. And I just smushed them together and the bar like went down just a little bit and then it just like <laughs> nodded to itself like yes, this is okay. <laughs> this will get good us job. by. Yep. Well, just to frag this down. Okay. Yep. This is all he needs. <laughs> the worst part is that this. Now that this is in the Skype window, it's just <laughs> it's going. Just, going. <laughs> just gonna lick that. This thing. is gonna be here every time we log in to do the show until we finish. Until we do like four more opening games to get this off the top of the of the scroll. Right. <laughs> that's just a list of like. Moist, dry, dry, <laughs> moist, moist, dry, uh, parchment. So, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so, ice cream through history. Starting in ancient Greece during the 5th century BC, ancient Greeks ate snow mixed with honey and fruit in the markets of Athens. Amazing. Wow. The father of modern mes- medicine, Hippocrates, encouraged his ancient Greek patients to eat ice as it livens the light juices and increases the well-being. I mean, sure. Sure. <laughs> 
<laughs> Livens mine. The one that you usually hear in school is uh, China, a frozen mixture of milk and ice. What's that? Used in China around 200 BC. Oh, yeah. They poured a mixture of snow and saltpeter over the exteriors of containers filled with syrup. For, in the very same way as salt raises the boiling point of water, it lowers the freezing point to below zero. Wow. Science yeah. and desserts. The Roman Emperor Nero, 37 to 68 AD, had ice brought in from the mountains and combined it with fruit toppings to create chilled delicacies. I mean, that's just fruit. I just like the thought that you just take ice and you just put fruit on top of it and like, boom, there you go. Yeah, that's not, that's not ice cream. It's the best thing ever. No, that's not ice cream. That's just cold fruit. That's what he discovered yep. there. That's not... Da 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 da. That's just fruit. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Stick fruit in the snow. Yep. Just drop it on the snow. It doesn't Mm. rot or anything, or get fro, or you know, doesn't get uh, frost burned. Nope. Never. Can Can you guess what the two most popular flavors of ice cream are in North America? Is it chocolate? It's chocolate. Two. It's still chocolate. They're both chocolate. Cookies and cream. No. (laughs) No. It's not vanilla. (laughs) Is yeah, it? yeah, it's vanilla. Chocolate and vanilla. That's <laughs> yeah. so weird. Are the well, top I guess two. like mm-hmm. if you kind of like all the soft serve, then yeah, <laughs> like of course. Because <laughs> well, you're either if, getting if, vanilla, if, chocolate, if, or both. Like, if, <laughs> Sky, there are two if types you get of people. Twist, does that just not count? Your no, I think yeah. that counts both. Your vote. That's a, that's a tick it, on both boxes. Oh, it, maybe it's uh, it, it, there are two types of people in the world. Uh, one. One type that just admits that they really like chocolate and the other that doesn't want to seem like they like the popular things. So they're like, well, I'm really more of a vanilla person. More of a vanilla person. I just like a bunch of junk in my ice cream. <laughs> like stick the waffle cone in there, the chocolate and the pretzels and the caramel. Like just do oh it. My goodness. Just put it all in there. Until it's like it's like replacing the ship one board yeah. at a time. You just like scoop an ice cream out and just putting other stuff in. Eventually, there's no ice cream in there, and it's just <laughs> the just ice cream a is more of a binder. Waffle pieces and yeah, fudge. Ice cream's more of a binder for me, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim, understood. I I, yep. oh, I did actually. Um, I'm almost. I almost used that uh, that exact page, the ship of thesis, like that thing. Replacing a, a boat one board at a time. That's that was one of the start pages I considered for this today. Oh, nice, nice. That's incredible that Just you want to save that one for later. Oh yeah, totally. Some ice cream distributors sell ice cream products from traveling refrigerated vans or carts. <laughs> Some of them look Commonly like Sonic. Referred to in the U.S. as ice cream trucks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so, I, so I have a tiny story about this we, we passed an ice cream oh. truck that was broken down the other day <laughs> like it was on the side of the road and it had a big toe like it, it was towing uh a, a truck was it had a big toe yes i i got it no no i'm sorry i got something a little bit later continue um the, the it was held up by the tow truck on its rear axle so the ice cream truck was facing backward and i was like if they're pulling that if if they're gonna tow that back to the um back to the garage like in my mind, I'm imagining it just like playing turkey in the straw backward yeah. as it's as it's being towed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> straw in the turkey. Yeah. Oh god, that turkey is having a bad okay. time. <laughs> so so continuing continuing this description of an ice cream truck, the driver of an ice cream van drives throughout neighborhoods and stops every so often, usually every block. The seller on the ice cream van sells the ice cream through a large window. This window is also where the customer asks for ice cream and pays. Are, so, are we sure this wasn't written by aliens? So I'm like, it's like tradition states that you tie your ice cream order 
to the collar of your favorite pet, throw the pet out in the street in front of the ice cream van. <laughs> what? Should should the ice cream van stop, that delicious delicacy is yours. <laughs> and it shall be delivered through the window. Do not look the ice cream van person in the eye. <laughs> Do not speak. <laughs> simply simply take the ice cream presented to you, avert your eyes, and run back to the sidewalk as quick as you can. Do not complain whether the whether the eye of the Sonic uh, Freezy Pop is falling off uh, or not. Should the ice cream van run over your pet, <laughs> wait several minutes for the following pet van to arrive <laughs> to supply you with a new one. <laughs> a new ice cream or a new pet? A new pet. Oh, okay. So how else are you going to try to order ice cream? I guess so. Yeah, that's fair. You don't have a pet. <laughs> That's that's fair. This is why you get a turtle because they they have a little bit more of a chance of. You got to send that turtle chance out. Chance of surviving. You got to send that turtle use. out like the day before though to get to the. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I feel like um, there's going to be an ice cream truck going by today. Quick, um, <laughs> get the turtle. So there's there's a term for. Uh, when you make ice cream and it's got like all those gross, nasty, big crystals in it, and it's kind of crunchy and it's like gross. Yeah. What? Uh, it's called Ostwald ripening. Ooh. Is the explanation for the growth of large crystals at the expense of small ones. <laughs> oh no. Uh, it involves sharp crystals features. Uh, so that's why you got to do it slow. In order to make ice cream smooth, you want to have this process as slow as possible. Uh, Mrs. Marshall's cookery book, published in 1888, endorsed serving ice cream in cones. <laughs> Did not endorse licking the cone. Uh, <laughs> That's right. But the idea definitely predated that. Agnes Marshall was a celebrated cookery writer of her day and helped to popularize ice cream. She patented and manufactured an ice cream maker and was the first person to suggest using liquefied gases to freeze ice cream. What? Uh, blah, 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 blah. What are these? Reliable evidence proves that ice cream cones were served in the 19th century. Their popularity increased greatly during the St. Louis World's Fair in 1904. According to legend, at the World's Fair, an ice cream seller had run out of the cardboard dishes used to put ice cream scoops in, so they could not sell any more produce. Next door to the ice cream booth was a Syrian waffle booth, unsuccessful due to intense heat. The waffle maker offered to make cones by rolling up his waffles, and the new product sold well and was widely copied by other vendors. We we Hmm. covered this before, and uh, if, if I recall... Uh, that story isn't quite right, but I can't remember whether it was this or hamburgers. I know we covered one of these two origin stories. <laughs> I think you're right. I think it wasn't as, I don't know what the word would be. What would the word be, Kyle? Like, it's not as extreme <laughs> as that, or as like, yeah. I think it was well, just somebody I mean, had just waffles a, there that yeah, sold ice cream on them. Out. Like, it wasn't like two different people. Yeah, it, was and it wasn't like, oh, like hey, they ran out. Idea. They're yeah. like, oh, this would be really good on that. Let's try it. Oh, right. look, it's really good. <laughs> you got your chocolate uh, and my peanut butter. You got your peanut butter yep. and my chocolate. Disgusting. Let's get out of here. Go. <laughs> what? Well, so, hold on. Hold on. You back that up right now. What? <laughs> just the more of the mixing of, of like, liquidy stuff. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I mean, that always has a right, connotation Tim. to it. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah. As, as we're about to talk uh, about marshmallows. I'm, going, I'm looking at suppliers of ice cream. Oh. Um, ice cream places, uh, including Dairy God Queen, himself. Carvel, and Tasty Freeze. <laughs> I'm going... <laughs> what? And God himself, yes. Oh, God himself, yes. I'm going to click on Carvel because they're known for shaped ice cream cakes. 
Are you wow. telling me want to say one of them might be a snowman? Are you telling me that snow's uh, not linked on the ice cream? Wait, <laughs> Sky, don't help. Uh, I don't think it is. Yeah. No, it's actually it's not. There, there are eight instances of snow. I don't see it anywhere. And actually, mm. even in this bit with uh, Nero bringing mm. down ice from the mountains, it's right. not linked. Oh man, the closest one is is snow cone. Incredible. Yep. So I'm I'm sticking with Carvel. This way we get to talk about that the little whale. Fudgy the whale. The, the whale. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I hope that's why we came here. <laughs> it's been but, a okay. Uh Hey, it's marshmallow time. Not to be confused with marshmallow without a W, which I click on and there's a just a DJ with like <laughs> uh, with with a marshmallow head on his on his head. Look at that. Look at that. That's, a, that's Wow! On his head, on his head. Like, there he is. I, wow! I've not heard of this person. Uh, is is this like a really bad remix of like Dead Mouse or I, Dead Mouse? I mean, 5 that's gotta be whatever? right. Where he was hanging right. around. In two, hmm. Hmm. In two thousand, in January two thousand seventeen, his song "Alone" appeared on the U.S. Billboard Hot one hundred chart. Guess I'm wait. There, there are people like arguing about who this person is. An alter marshmallow stage name, an alternative spelling of quote marshmallow unquote. Right. Mm, great. Oh. <clears throat> okay. Well. Oh, I was right. This is inspired by Dead Mouse. Dead Mouse. Ma- whatever. Yeah, I'm glad you missed to that. I'm. I'm making a joke, but yes. So marshmallows. Do you guys know where marshmallows are from? They're plants. Marshes. They're plants. Yeah, of the mallow plant. It's a genus of an herb native to parts of Europe, North North Africa, and Asia. The word marsh is used because the marshmallow or the, the mallow plant grows in marshes and other damp areas. The plant itself has a fleshy stem, leaves, and a flower that has five white petals. It's actually pretty pretty. It is really pretty. There is no, there is no exact date as to when marshmallows were invented, but their <laughs> history goes back to as early as 2000 BC. Ancient Egyptians were said to be the first to make marshmallows, and it was considered a privilege to be able to partake <laughs> in its consumption. It was strictly <laughs> reserved for gods and royalty, who took the root of the plant and used it as a medicinal to soothe coughs and sore throats and heal wounds. Uh, the first marshmallows were pr- prepared by boiling pieces of root pulp with sugar until it thickened. Once thickened, the mixture was strained, cooled, and then used as intended. <laughs> okay. So Whoa. So how do you think this, this one got discovered? This is one of those... Uh, this is one of those foods that I always wonder like yeah did someone accidentally pour some sugar on a boiled or a boiling uh, mallow plant like right because that that requires that they would have had to take the sugar and refine it in such a way that they could use it and then also be boiling mallow and that then just happen to put those things together cooking it's all been done it's all been done except <laughs> bean water. <laughs> like, what can we boil together today? Let's try these things. Exactly. You know what? Let's take this plant that I got from the marsh and boil it. Let's try this part and put some sugar on it. Maybe it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, then France did some stuff with marshmallow. Um, in the 19, <laughs> <Nice>. 000, <laughs> 19,000s. In the 19,000s. 19, 
<laughs> in the far-flung future of Marshmallow. Thanks to the starch mogul system, marshmallows were introduced <laughs> to the United States and available for mass consumption. Uh, modern marshmallow manufacturing is now highly automated and has been since the er- early 1950s when the extrusion process was first developed. Our friend, the extrusion process. Um, <laughs> now, <laughs> numerous improvements and advancements now allow for a production of thousands of pounds of marshmallow a day. That's, that's a lot. Today, the marshmallow really consists light. of four components. These are sugar, water, air, and a whipping agent, usually a protein. It's like Avatar, but with sugar. Right. And when the Fire Nation attacks, the the s'mores are not too far behind. (laughs) Everything smored. Uh, All right. So I'm watching this. They have a video of Marshmallow being made. And it's, it's incredible. It's just, they're just boiling this water. And I'm just watching, you know, as they're. As Marshmallows uh, appear. <clears throat> yes yeah i you know i thought they would have just come off of the plant like that but no you know they just grow off the mallow plant all right so they're just like they're boiling this all together and now they're blending it kind of like you would do with a meringue and oh my gosh it, it's suddenly marshmallows wow that happened fast <laughs> <laughs> suddenly marshmallows no you guys it really oh my gosh this looks incredible you should watch this video. <laughs> we were just holding. We were just holding down the western line, and suddenly marshmallows <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> um, oh man! There's a section here: toasted marshmallows near the bottom. Um, <clears throat> it's small. I'm gonna read the whole thing because it's all great. A popular camping mm. or backyard tradition in the United Kingdom, North America, New Zealand, and Australia is the roasting or toasting <laughs> of marshmallows over a campfire or other open flame. A marshmallow is placed on the end of a stick or skewer and held carefully over the fire. This creates a caramelized outer skin with a liquid molten layer underneath. Major wow. flavor compounds and color polymers associated with sugar browning are created during the caramelization process. S'mores are a traditional campfire treat in the United States, made by placing a toasted marshmallow on a slab of chocolate, which is placed between two graham crackers. These can then be squeezed together to cause the chocolate to start to melt. (laughs) (laughs) I like how that's like a, that's like a, and there, and then you squeeze it together so the chocolate melts. It's like, yeah, I I do that so I can get in my mouth, but yeah, I guess I have a good point. But also, yes. Uh, it talks about Incredible. rabbits and Easter and stuff. I don't really know. Um, there's no <laughs> snowman on here. Surprise. Nice. Uh, I got egg whites I could go to. Gelatin, marshmallow root. I don't think Easter is not even are linked you, here. Are you just searching for white things, guys? <laughs> Maybe. White puffy things, yes. Uh, modified cornstarch. What's going to get me here? Um, so they have... Um, uh, egg-containing versions of the product may be consumed by ovo vegetarians. Yeah, and I I looked at this original or initially, and the first word of that OVO is the same as a little emoticon for an owl. And I looked at it and I thought owl vegetarian. I was like, wow. wait, no. Okay, millennial. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. that's a, exactly. <laughs> but can you imagine how hard it would be to just eat owls if that was your entire? If that was your that entire, would be uh, an emotional strain on me because <laughs> I love owls. It'd love be challenging too. <laughs> I'm gonna click on gelatin. All right, all right, gelatin. Just to watch it wobble. 
Uh, I hope there's an animation on this page. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Carmen. Whoa, you okay there? Hey, you seeing some something disturbing on the gelatin? Yeah, we'll get there, I'm sure. Yep. All right. Uh, Carvel has kind of an interesting history. Uh, Carvel was founded and run by Tom Carvel oh. for its first 60 years. In 1929, Carvel borrowed $15, $200 today, from his future wife Agnes and used it to build and begin operating an ice cream truck. Hold on. From the future? <laughs> he borrowed money from the future to make this happen? <laughs> from, yeah, he borrowed money from his, his future wife. Okay, I didn't know there was time um, travel involved. I'm out. His wife from the future... <laughs> She's like, please take this. We will need this. <laughs> you don't know yet. You don't know me yet. Don't know but... yet. Uh, over Memorial Day weekend of 1934, wow. uh, Carvel's truck suffered a flat tire in Hartsdale, New York, and Carvel started selling his custard at the side of the breakdown, the parking lot of a pottery <laughs> store. <laughs> Within two oh, days, shit. Carvel had sold his entire stock. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> There's a coffee you got there, guy. <laughs> <laughs> he broke down and says, I'm gonna sell my ice cream cakes. Oh, this tire just blew right out. He didn't out have here. cakes yet, he just had custard. Just selling his custard. <laughs> like, well, he's, he basically couldn't get go anywhere at the moment. He's like, I might as well sell this. Hold on, stuff. hold on. This next sentence uh, Within two days, Carvel had sold the entire stock, mo- much of it partly melted, melted, and realized that both a fixed location and a soft, as opposed to hard, frozen desserts were potentially good business ideas. The guy just invented a store. That's the guy what he stayed just on invented. the side of the road for that's two not, days? <laughs> that's not. Did he that's sleep not. in his car? How did <laughs> he keep the custard cold? <laughs> he did, and it partially melted. Partially melted over two days? <laughs> yep. I... <laughs> I just and then like the waffle man really... came. Said, so "Why don't I stick it in the waffle?" <laughs> like, hey, you know what would be really good if we took this? I just want to imagine that there is a um, a Syrian waffle maker who's like a guardian angel. <laughs> oh no! Who just appears at the side of ice cream makers who are in need? Incredible! Yeah. Uh, in his Little first friend. <laughs> Hello. It looks like you need a cone. Uh... <laughs> In his first uh, year there, he grossed over three $3,500, and we do mean grossed, I guess. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, which is a good amount I mean, in that day. I, I still don't... I he, The guy just invented a store. That's not It's not. That's not that exciting. I was like, hmm, this it, is a I mean, good that I'm I mean, selling. Maybe on. I should sell it in a, to his credit, a specific he, place. He didn't invent a store. He just realized that maybe an ice cream truck is a poopy idea. <laughs> maybe I should have a place where I sell this. If people could come to exactly. the same fixed location all the time to buy mm-hmm. ice cream, maybe they would do it all the time. Maybe it would be more, yeah, yep. more consistent. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, novelty ice creams. Carvel popularized various ice cream novelty items, such as the flying saucer, a circular ice cream ice cream sandwich, the icy wicey, a paper cone of sherbet on a stick. What? I'm looking this up right now. Hang on. A uh, brown bonnet and cherry bonnet, frozen vanilla ice cream on a sugar cone dipped in a sweet, waxy confection. The tortoni, a cup of vanilla ice cream covered with toasted coconut and topped with a maraschino cherry. And the Lollapalooza, cylindrical ice cream on a stick covered with colored sprinkles, as well as the Mama Palooza and Papa Palooza. Um, but the mainstays are their cakes, uh, <laughs> which include such lovable characters as Cookie Puss, Fudgy the Whale, and Hug Me the Bear. What? <laughs> Did you did you watch the the episode of Mystery Science Theater, the new one that had the I did. Um, yeah, 
the fudgy clock. It's fantastic. It was so good. Now it's a bag of money. Um, let's see here. Uh, special cakes for most holidays, including a flower basket for Mother's Day, Hoot the Owl for June graduations, Dumpy the Pumpkin. What? <laughs> and Wiki the Witch for Halloween, Tom the Turkey for Thanksgiving, Seamus the Leprechaun or Cookie O'Puss for St. Patrick's Day, and Santa Claus or a Snowman for Christmas. Snowman is not linked. No! <laughs> is Christmas yep. linked? Uh, yes. Okay. Which it might be where I'm going. All right. Uh, Carvel introduced the Little Love ice cream cake on March 30th, 1998. The commercials, which first appeared in its introduction, show small children in special situations, such as losing a baby tooth, starring in a class play, getting an A in a school class. Did you just say losing a baby? Tooth. Oh, oh, okay. I was going to say. Which you then put in the cake. And whoever bites down on it gets a prize. (laughs) That's a whole different kind of thing, yes. That that doesn't actually happen. Um, So I'm. I'm all right. I'm trying to find the ICYC and it does not seem to exist. Mm-hmm. At least not according to Google. And it really thinks that I'm searching for the Incy the Itsy Bitsy Spider and keeps trying to substitute that instead. Really think I keep you having meant to this. tell it that I'm that's not what I I'm doing. I really think you did though. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um all right. I am actually yeah, I'm going to take the um the cheap route here i'm going to christmas is this the first time we've been to christmas as a page i have to doubt that <laughs> oh my. i'm sure we've been to christmas yeah i think we've been to christmas before okay uh you want want me to talk about gelatin please do so yeah. the reason that i was like oh uh is i just scroll down you know, I just arrived at the page, just ch- trying to get a feel for oh. it. Oh, oh! And then there, here's okay. A's, eggs and aspic, just greeting me like, "Hey, this is <laughs> what's this up? Is something you want?" It just looks like egg, eggs that have been left out for like a long time at your grandma's, <laughs> like, and there's lemons there too. They're dead. Mm-hmm. They died. <laughs> they killed them. <laughs> um, <laughs> gelatin or gelatine? It's a translucent, colorless, brittle, parentheses, when dry, flavorless food derived from collagen obtained from various animal body parts. It's commonly used as a gelling agent in food, pharmaceutical drugs, vitamin capsules, photography, and cosmetic manufacturing. I love that that's that wide of a, that's wide, that's a really wide wide is all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, As far as like uh, foods, they're found in gummy candy. Marshmallow stuff, gelatin desserts, some ice creams, dips, and yogurts. Mm. Um, yeah. Gelatin for recipe usually comes in forms of sheets, granules, or powder. Instant types can be added to food as they are. Others need to be soaked <laughs> in water beforehand. There you go. Mm. Minerals used in gelatin production. Up high chart. Pig skin, <laughs> 44%. Bovine hides, 28%. Bones, twenty seven percent. Other, one percent. How can they that not? Was the, that was the weirdest episode of Family Feud ever. <laughs> Show me bovine pies. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Harvey what, just loses uh, his mind. What could it be that they can't classify it as one of the other things? Like, it's not even like two of the two of the things there are just skin. 
And then the last one is bones. And I don't know what I else you could be working like, with. In brackets like redacted or like, or just in all capitals like unmentionables. Uh, That's right. Yeah, I don't know if I want to talk about the composition and properties or the production. Well, maybe I should. Um, It starts out by saying the worldwide production amount of gelatin is about 375,000 to 400,000 tons per year. Just to, you know, just to front load it, right? Like, yeah, (laughs) that's a lot. Just before we tell you what how we made this, this is how (laughs) much we make. Okay, you we eat a lot of this. You guys This is happening a lot in the world. Uh, it's made by byproducts in the meat and leather industries. Uh, recently, fish byproducts have also been considered suitable because they eliminate some of the religious obstacles surrounding gelatin consumption. Oh, good. Um, that was gelatin the, that is was derived the thing from pork skins, back. pork, and cattle bones. We've already said this. Uh, the raw materials are prepared by different curing, acid, and alka- alkali processes that are employed to extract the dry uh, collagen hydrosolate. Hy- hydrosolate? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. These processes may take several weeks, and differences in such processes have great effects on the properties of the final gelatin products. Gelatin can also be prepared in the home. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be responsible. Uh, I didn't know that they were using capsules, like for. I mean, meds, the, like how pills. else do you? Yeah. Like that's the how, stuff that. What do you think that's down. made from? I don't know. Plastic. Do you want to eat plastic? Mm, I don't want to eat gelatin. You know, that's fair, actually. I, I can't fault you with that. Uh, I really didn't think it was plastic. I didn't know. I just never really thought about what it was. Um, yeah, I got you. There's a lot of stuff on here, but I'm not really. Mm. Health effects. Wow. In 2011, reviews of the clinical data. Reviewing the cl- clinical data that had been published to date, the European Food Safety Authority panel on uh Dietic products, nutrition, and allergies concluded that a cause and effect relationship has not been established between the consumption of collagen hydrosolate, hydrosate. There's not an L in there. It's hydrol, <laughs> hydrolysate, hydrolysate, <laughs> and maintenance of joints. A 2012 review had found insignificant evidence to support its use for osteoporosis. Um, yeah, that's gelatin. It's bad, mm. but it's not so bad, but it's gross. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I'm. Mm, there's gummy bears here. We could go back there. There's fruit mm-hmm. snacks. There's peeps. Peeps are, you know, get to Easter, but Tim's kind of ahead yeah. of me on this, I think. Mm. So I need to, I think I'm just going to plumb the depths here. Uh, oh, boy. <sighs> Peeps, gummy bears, fruit snacks, and jelly babies. I'm clicking on jelly babies? Sure. Jelly baby. There I am. Oh, God. Okay. What? Wow. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> it just it just gets worse, doesn't mm. it? Oh, boy. All right, Tim. Tell me uh, about... I mean, Christmas... Tell me about Christmas. It's a holiday. <laughs> it's a holiday. Uh, and a great uh, wall of text. <laughs> On Wikipedia. It's an incredible wall of text. Wow. Annual festival commemorating the birth of Jesus Christ. Observed most commonly on December 25th. Um, and people spend a lot of time and, uh, you know, they have a lot of ways to celebrate. And, man, it's like, I don't even know where to start. So I just scrolled down through the uh, 
through the article itself, and it is 25 page downs just through the article, not counting the citations. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot of people talking about Christmas. Yeah, and uh, there's a map here showing that the a map of countries for Christmas is not a formal public holiday, mm. either on December 24th and 25th or January 6th and 7th, because I guess some people celebrate Christmas then. Uh, I suppose uh, it would be the the arrival of the kings or something, isn't it? I can't think of what the word is. So it. yeah. What do you know it? No, no. Go ahead. Oh, oh, okay. I might. Mm. And there's there's only there's only about a dozen countries on this map that do not celebrate it as a public holiday. Wow, really? And then, then there's maybe another dozen that don't celebrate it as a public holiday but still observe it. Oh, okay. Uh, including Japan and China, it's not technically a public holiday there, but they still celebrate it. That's kind of neat. I mean, yeah. And- but kind yeah, of that's, them, that's, I guess. so basically almost the entire world celebrate. Well, I guess you can't say almost the entire world when you're including China. Well, China celebrates it. It's just not a formal holiday. Right. But like Christmas is all over the world. A large chunk that's of why the world sing it. celebrates it. Yes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Epiphany, uh, that's under- what it is. And wow, I can't believe Oh yeah. There's a good joke. There's a good <laughs> How joke. How ironic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Epiphany. <laughs> oh. Did not mean I to do that. I just realized it. But that's great. Okay. Um, Whoops. The let's, let's talk about decorations. Let's talk about them. Uh, the practice of putting up special decorations at Christmas is a long history. In the 15th century, it was recorded that in London, it was the custom of Christmas for every house and all the parish churches to be decked with home, ivy, bays, and whatsoever the season of the year afforded to be green. Whoa, Okay. Which is nice, because at that time of the year, probably, there's not a lot of green. The heart-shaped leaves of ivy were said to symbolize the coming to earth of Jesus, uh-huh. while holly was seen as protection against pagans and witches. Sure. Let's just throw that that's, right in there. Wow. That's that's kind of a, yeah, kind of a spectrum there. Uh, it's thorns <laughs> and red berries held to represent the crown of thorns worn by Jesus at the crucifixion right. and the bloody shed. Now, now we're back online. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Christmas tree is considered by some as Christianization of pagan religion uh-huh. or tradition and ritual surrounding the winter solstice, which includes the use of evergreen boughs and an adaptation of pagan tree worship, <laughs> uh, which we do right in Rockefeller Center, I guess. Why not? The center of paganism. Do you guys do you guys follow the the Thirty Rock Tree Christmas tree on Twitter? I did not know I had a Twitter account. It does. Every year, a new tree takes over the Twitter account, uh, quote unquote, takes over the Twitter account. And it's great because all it does is drink and talk about the people that are go- coming through 30 Rock. Do you say it drinks? Yeah, it drinks. It, it, uh, it is constantly celebrating. So it is always at least a little bit drunk all day. Every <laughs> time. Every like, it, It's talking about like it wants people to come by and just like it, it says, hey, if you can. Things like, you know, uh, if you come by, you know, uh, make sure to like tip a little bit of whiskey into the into the uh, uh, the the base for me. Like things like that. Is is this an official? No, no, it's not. Are you kidding me? No. Can you imagine a Trump tree? No, I can't either. I don't want. Yeah, I'm I'm good without it. (laughs) I am the hugest tree. (laughs) The orangest tree. My my needles are the sharpest. The best needles. The best needles. The um, best branches. Since the 19th century, the poinsettia, a native plant from Mexico, has been associated with Christmas. 
uh, that will not be anywhere near my tree on a Grisman Nut. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Yeah, hey, I got it. It's um, a good joke, though. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> along with a Christmas tree, the interior of a home may be decorated with plants, along with garlands and evergreen foliage. The display of Christmas villages uh, also becomes a tradition in many homes during the season. The outside of houses may be decorated with lights and sometimes with illuminated sleighs, snowmen, <gasps> and other Christmas figures. Dun, dun, dun. Now, you said snowman, right? I did. This is snowmen. Oh. Oh. Hmm. Maybe it redirects the snowman? Yeah, check the URL. um, It is, in fact... The the, the URL is snowman. Yeah, okay. Um, From Germany, the custom was introduced to Britain first via Queen Charlotte, which is one of my favorite bands. (laughs) Well Um, done. Oh, it does go to snowman. Yeah, I was going to to say, after you clicked on it, yeah, it redirects to snowman. Ah. All right, I want to see this world record snow piece. Hey, calm down. All that... We got to give Sky a chance here. Sky, do you want to talk about jelly babies? Oh my god, yes. Whoa, I was not expecting that. Tell us all jelly about Jelly babies them. are a type of soft sugar jelly sweet shaped as plump babies in a variety of colors. What? They were first manufactured in, in Lancashire. Lancashire? Sure. Lancashire. Lanc- Lan- Lancashire. Lancashire. Nobody knows how to yeah, spell any England town. Sure. Or even <laughs> pronounce it. Pronounce Wooster. <laughs> uh, so... History: Jelly babies are known at least uh, at least since advertisements by Rich- Richie's Confectionery Company of 22 Duke Street, London Bridge, in 1885, along with a variety of other baby sweets, including Tiny what? Totties and Sloper's Babies. But the pricing mm. of these, at a f- at a farthing each, suggested that they were very much larger than the modern d- jelly baby. <laughs> sweets called unclaimed babies, which may predate what? jelly babies, are known to be produced oh, no. by Thomas. Friar of Nelson and Lan- Lancashire, and seen, and seem to be, uh, seem to have been hugely popular in the early 20th century. In 1939, it was reported that of all the comforts sent to troops abroad, the sweets which are the in greatest demand are those which we all know as unclaimed babies. Mm. Mm, um, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so- there's an uncorroborated but widely uh, reproduced story. Um, about them being invented in 1864 by an Austrian immigrant. Um, and they were produced as peace babies to mark the end of World War I. Um, oh, wow. When did they become Cabbage Patch babies? I don't know. <laughs> but the reason that I'm so excited to talk about these is that I looked at this page and I'm like, this has to be a page that has been vandalized. So I went into the history and I found some recent accounts of vandalism and they're oh, all boy. great. First of here, so like on December 2016, Craig Sutherland, the scamp, uh, had jelly bellies are a type of soft sugar jelly sweet shaped as plump, uh, and then in parentheses, sometimes known as small child's (laughs) babies. (laughs) What? (laughs) Just put in sometimes known as small child's. This was labeled vandalism. Um... (laughs) There's another account. I don't know if I go vandalism. On, on February 17th, 2017, um, <laughs> this one is unnamed. I don't think anyone signed in when they made this change. Um, but it says uh, their popularity waned in England before being revived. Uh, 
and mass produced in 1918. And then it says here, jelly babies were originally hatched from small circular eggs that grew in the sea, but due to high demand were genetically modified to grow in crops. These crops were plants called jelly paws. These plants can cause rats to have a rare disease called ratabelly. It inflates the stomach until it turns purple and explodes, therefore infecting other rats. It is unknown whether it will spread to humans. Oh my gosh, I didn't see this down here too. Uh, They also edited line 46 to add, There is a city of jelly babies under the soil in the center of the earth. (laughs) They sing and dance all day long. When ready to have a family, they swim deep into the ocean and pick an egg, which they then personally hatch. This is called belly selection. (laughs) Wow. Uh, So then... On the 16th of February, so a day before, <laughs> they must have, this must have been the same person because it says, jelly bellies um, are from, are most commonly grown on the Jezreel plant, the country, the country of Lancashire, uh, misspelled, is their yeah. usual, is their <laughs> T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E usual home. Nice. They are rare and wild, exclamation point. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and then the final one here they just added this to the top of the page apparently jelly babies are little thing that are spastificated and have no friends and can cause severe pains to the head do not eat any at all in your life they can kill you and your family oh wow yeah i think that person was just projecting I think so <laughs> or oh actually no i think we need to check the ip address of that person because they may have just killed their family and are looking for a way to pin it on someone. To pin it on the, the jelly Ooh. babies. Yeah. Uh, I could search for more, but that's that's what no. I found. Oh my gosh, that's incredible! I might have sky. to do this more often on some of these pages. Oh, when Beatlemania I... broke out, here's one. When Beatlemania broke out in 1963, fans of the Beatles pelted the band with jelly babies, <laughs> or in the USA, the much harder jelly beans. After it was reported that George <laughs> Harrison liked eating them. <laughs> um yeah that's all it says that's incredible <laughs> that's incredible wait wait okay and then it goes on to that and then in another section it says jelly babies are a good way to make a tree house <laughs> just you end of sentence is that it yeah <laughs> i mean all right uh, okay yeah so that's Jelly Babies. That's all I have to say about these things. I right. I want to hear so much more, though. I mean, there is more. Uh, I was reading <laughs> off of one page. Join us on our new Jelly Baby Bod podcast. <laughs> there, are over, there are over 500 changes here. Are you kidding me? Let's see. How many times is vandalism? Lots. 30, 30 times their, yeah. this page has been vandalized. Is that so? Yeah. Remember when we were like, oh. yeah, don't don't trust us. <laughs> it's probably good. Yeah, really, please don't. Jelly. Oh, oh. man. Never, I'm not even going to say that one. Never mind. That's fine. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, wait. Cor- Corners claim that Frank Sinatra overdosed on babies, which in turn caused his perfectly timed teeth at the age of 70 or whatever age he was. Just search him on Wikipedia and you'll find out. 
Oh, wow. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, incredible. This guy that I we need to do that more often. We need to look at the the edits on on these more often. All right, but Tim, you got us the snowman. snowman. Yes. Snowman. It's an anthropomorphic snow sculpture. It sounds vaguely menacing. <laughs> often built <laughs> They kind of are. Often built by children in regions with sufficient snowfall. Um, due to the sculptability of snow, there's also a wide variety of styles. Uh, common accessories include branches for arms and a rudimentary smiley face with a carrot standing in for a nose. <laughs> Human clothing, such as a hat or scarf, may be included. This sentence I don't understand. Oh. Low cost and availability are the common issues, since snowmen are usually abandoned to the elements once completed. <laughs> <laughs> Are they are they talking about That's the clothing? That's a terrific sentence. I think they're talking about the again, clothing. Just... Human clothing, <laughs> such as a hat or a scarf, may be included. Low cost and availability are the common issues, since snowmen are usually abandoned to the elements once completed. <laughs> In the eyes of melt away so... from you. Okay. I've got multiple issues here, just because. They're specifying human clothing as opposed to what other clothing? Who else? What That's other clothing true, right? would you have? <laughs> yeah, Dog like clothing. saying human then, clothing makes it something else. In a, in a cat jumper. Um, <laughs> like, wait, what? Like a little cat, like something you would put on your cat. <laughs> you put jumpers on cats, right? Right, Sky? Oh, yeah. yeah. Put, so jumpers put everything <laughs> that makes them miserable on cats. I like how there's Basically. like a little gallery of... Um, snowmen here lined up as if as if we were keeping surveillance on them that they were slowly invading us like a snow family in boise idaho snowman on a frozen lake in finland a snowman in the united kingdom two small snowmen on a train station in tabby sweden <laughs> it does make it sound like they're an invading force um in media of course it talks One... about rise of the snowman what were you gonna say Kyle? Well, no, you're, you go on. You're, you're about to do it. It talks about uh, both instances of the Jack Frost movie from 1996 and 1998. <laughs> one is Michael Keaton, uh, who dies in a car accident, comes back as a snowman. The other one is a serial killer who gets killed and comes back as a snowman. I didn't watch what that. Are these he snowmen? also dies in a car accident. What? He actually also dies in a car accident in that movie. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. That's incredible. Uh, but one of them goes on to kill people. Mm, it's Michael yep. Keaton, you guys. It talks about uh, um, Frozen, of course. Now, here's the thing. like <laughs> The snowman I know best in video games is is <laughs> okay. Chili from the Kirby series. And I didn't, I didn't see him on there. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. Because who oh, really talks about snowmen fine. in video games? And then I look yeah. to the end of this, and it says, The Time Splitters games features a flying snowman as a playable character. It actually, it does. It's a little snowman on a flying car. I, yeah, I know, but that is more <laughs> worthy of being put on a Wikipedia article than a snowman that has appeared in, like, 20 Kirby games. Well, you don't play all right, him, you know what? Uh, how do I edit this? You, <laughs> you hit edit. Right now. There's an edit tab. You hit right that. Right at the top there. This is the first time I'm actually uh, editing something. You can add it in. Oh, it's the first thing that's been important enough for you. 
So I have a bunch of, of vandalism things... lined up for this site, by the way. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Whenever you guys want to shift gears. Uh, the um, all right. So here's the thing. I went looking for like facts about snowmen mm-hmm. uh, to do the to make the game for this for this episode tonight. That's and I ended up just doing the runoff for the right. for the tallest. But among the things I found was an Answers.com question. That was the question was just name of the famous snowman question mark. <laughs> That's the entire question. And then the answer, the the, <laughs> the best answer. Oh, actually, not even the best. Only 43 people out of 200 responding said this was useful. The answer is just frosty, period. That's the, that's it. That's the entire page. Wow. It is fantastic. That is real it good. It sounds like. Yeah, no one knows though for sure. I'm calling, but I'm calling foul on this largest snowman here. You were right. It's oh, just like a big oh. blob. It's like a garbage <laughs> snow guy. Like, come on. Like, yeah, great. Might as well just stick a freaking carrot in like Mount Everest and call it the world's biggest snowman. Like, come on. Well, Sky, you're free to do it. Is that what want. we're doing right now? You're gonna go do that. Yes. Um. Uh, additionally, additionally, well, you know what? We'll get, I'll get to that in a little bit. But yes, uh, you have you have some uh, you have some vandalism for this page, Sky. Yeah. So, and here, you know, we have low cost and availability are the common issues, and snowmen are usually abandoned to the elements once completed. This person added mm-hmm. onto that snowman can come alive at night. Ha! Huh, that's <laughs> funny. Um, someone added onto the same thing. You know, elements once completed. Someone added, Ouija invented the snow Bowser and his cat, parentheses, the king, approved it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, this person uh, deleted the entire page <laughs> and replaced it with all lowercase, I like milk. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Wikipedia. Uh, I knew you wouldn't let me down. As a snowman is a snow sculpture often built by, and then they inserted cool people <laughs> in regions <laughs> with significant snowfall. And then at the end, they put, Mia really enjoys snowmen a lot. Give me a snowman stickers, please. Please, dri- please slow drively. <laughs> That's what it says here. <laughs> she replaced, oh, when she put in cool people, she replaced children. <laughs> Just great <laughs> because it's not just children make snowmen. Is that oh sculptures made of snow are also known as your mom? Okay, so nice. this is someone trying to get on a YouTube video. Please tweet this to Lisa Kashi, dot David, or someone else. Then I'll try to get on YouTube. Search "Savage Like a Cabbage" on YouTube. <laughs> I, I don't want to search for savage like some like to dress their snowmen in clothing such as scarf or hat while others prefer not to risk leaving supplies outdoors where they could easily be stolen or become stuck under melting ice and then they added it's amazing because it's for free <laughs> what yeah wait hold on hold on I gotta back up that okay so again you're talking about uh, they're, they're saying that a problem here might be that it gets stuck under ice where are yeah. they building their snowmen? They get stolen or become stuck under melting ice. I don't know. How is that a problem it, for people? It's amazing because it's for free. <laughs> and then the final one. Um, same one. Like it keeps getting, like the vandalism keeps happening at the end of that one weird sentence. Of course it does. It's a weird sentence. They yes. added, sometimes if you annoy the snowman, he will proceed to yell, catch me outside. How about that? And then commit suicide. 
sewer side. Wow. Oh. Wow. That, um, wow. Yeah. Well, well, Wikipedia. <laughs> this is this is wonderful. Ah. Uh, God, shout out to the Wikipedia editors putting up with <sighs> all this junk all the time. And the thing is, like, people don't understand what we read on these pages. No. <laughs> what we what we're bringing to you is just just a small slice of what you what you could see on Wikipedia. <laughs> hey, it's probably all wrong. But what oh, absolutely, it's wrong. <laughs> Um, so one of the things that I wanted to share with you guys is a Wikipedia page that I came across while I was looking at these for Snowzilla. What is Snowzilla, you might ask? I thought, clearly, it's just another really tall snowman. Well, no. I mean, yes, it is a really <laughs> tall snowman, but but it's also, uh, it's also a, a, an argument between neighbors in Alaska, which is incredible. Okay. So I just linked you to this page. <clears throat> Snowzilla is a giant snowman which has been erected each pre-Christmas season since 2005 in the front yard of private resident Billy Powers' home in Anchorage, Alaska. The first Snowzilla was built in 2005. It rose to 16 feet and featured a corncob pipe, a carrot nose, and two eyes made out of beer bottles. Um, after drawing widespread attention, the snowman returned the following year built to a height of 22 feet. Uh, the accumulated snow rose to an estimated 25 feet. So basically, this guy, who is that guy who keeps putting a bunch of uh, Christmas decorations out every year, mm -hmm. and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and more and more. Yeah. So uh, it sounds as though he had like an ongoing beef with one of his neighbors who was saying that his Christmas decorations were, well, basically hazards for them trying to pull out into the road. And they got the law involved... And it's fantastic because there's actual news coverage of this. <laughs> um, so, all right, I'm going to just boil this down, uh, not unlike a snowman. Uh, but basically what happened in 2008, the, this guy had this going for three years. He did, and it, the snowman got taller every year for three years. Um, and then his neighbor actually went to, a, went to the city officials and got a cease and desist. For the snowman, uh, the cease and desist. Wouldn't that be a Wouldn't that be a freeze and desist? Nice. Um, actually, the, and he complied with it. They tore it all down, and then hold on. <clears throat> in the uh, the cease and, cease and desist order in two thousand eight, preventing Snowzilla from being completed, it was about fifty percent complete when the order was issued, and the accumulated snow was removed. However, a few days later, it quote unquote mysteriously reappeared on power's lawn although he denied making it this is cited three times uh there is a video if you click on the alaska snowzilla rises again mysteriously there's a video in which he uh they have a they have a uh a, a council person there uh in the in the video saying well you know basically this is just unsafe you know i know he's trying to be festive but this is someone's going to die yeah so, you know, please stop. And then he is on the, they have him on the phone basically saying, well, I just think it came, it, you know, like it, it popped back up overnight by magic. It happened. It's Chris. It's a Christmas miracle. And he just sounds like the biggest jerk. It's amazing. <laughs> so not only did they start a, um, 
you know, they, they started a, a website for it, snowzilla.org, which exists today. It is still here. It looks as though he lost his fight in 2009, though, because the last update is in 2009. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the way that they... Uh, the way that they ended up doing it is apparently they do a big snowman in the middle of town now where it's out of way out of the way of everyone. Uh, however, there is an there is an editorial written in by Dakota Powers, which is Billy Ray Powers daughter, who also lives in Anchorage, who claims that the snowman at the railroad depot in downtown will never be the same as Snowzilla, no matter how much <laughs> city officials try to claim it will be. It's not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> So anyway, uh, her the lead of her art, or of her editorial is the Snowzilla that resides in my front yard is a member of my family. Wow! So there you go. There it is. Yep. That I mean I don't know how you can argue with that. Yeah, how many times the Snowzilla page has been vandalized? I promise I'm not just going to do this all the time. Oh please! I'm just in the mood. Do you know how many times? Yeah. Zero. Uh, lots. Zero. What times? I feel like there that's Since this is a missed opportunity. Yeah. Oh wow. Mm. Wow. So we must have lost that fight altogether. I I went looking for photos of Snowzilla and it's hard to come by. Uh apparently I mean, from those couple years, but yeah, it sounds like he really did completely lose that fight. <laughs> it's a legend lost to the mists of time. <laughs> Snowzilla dot org. Snowzilla. You can buy a t shirt, by the way. There's there's a Snowzilla <laughs> buy a t shirt. <laughs> uh wow, that was uh that was incredible, you guys. Well done. Uh nice while you were telling that yeah. story, I was editing okay. the snowman page. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> yes, yeah, I did. Man. Good job. Way to go, Tim. Uh I'm so proud of you. Thank you. We you finally edited something though. I, I yeah, I can't wait for it to be taken down for some bullshit reason. <laughs> Not snowman enough. I even linked to Kirby. Yep. Good on you. Wow. Yep. Hey, I know how to do this. <laughs> You've been around Wikipedia long enough. <laughs> Kirby series of video games <laughs> often includes a large eyebrowed snowman enemy named Chili. <laughs> a large eyebrowed <laughs> snowman? Like, is it large eyebrows or is it a large oh, it, snowman with eyebrows? It's large. It, there's he's a got large there. eyebrows. Tim's got you. Oh, okay. Sorry. It is a large eyebrowed snowman. Thank you, Tim. I knew I could count on you. You know what Chili looks like? I do. (laughs) He's adorable. I know. I I was, I was giving you a hard time. Japanese snowmen are really cute. Like, they're usually just like two balls, and they got a bucket on their head. You know, like you see in all the video games, like in like Mario Kart and stuff. Sounds like me on spring break. (laughs) So wild and crazy. (laughs) The buckets from KFC. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. I ate all the chickens. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, if you guys, if if you, if you've listened to this episode and you'd like to hear more of it, uh, you can find us on iTunes. Uh, just search for We Should Know Better there. You can also find us on Stitcher. Stitcher and Google Play, I think. Yeah. Is Stitcher still a thing? Uh, yeah. I don't know okay. if people are going there, but it's available. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also, you can look us up on uh, on our website at um, wskbcast.blogspot.com. You can find us on Twitter at wskbcast. And you can find us on Facebook just by searching for We Should Know Better. Uh, we are on all of those places. If you do listen to this, please drop us a note and let us know. Uh, 
let us know what you think of this uh, search for snowmen. Um, and, uh, and if you get a chance to go or if you download any episodes, feel free to rate us as well. That'd be pretty cool of you. Um, all right. Uh, so one of the reasons that I thought that this would be fun is because uh, Aquafaba and Snowman are, uh, you know, kind of puffy white substances, but it also because it's really hot right now and I'm currently dying of heat stroke and I, you know, oh, geez. Mm-hmm. yeah i think i think we ought to wrap up the episode just so i can like open a window <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. so yeah well enjoy your evening you guys you and uh yes and uh just think cool thoughts like all of these snowmen the wearing their human clothes all those human clothes <laughs> their low cost wide availability human clothes because it's, it's for free <laughs> see you guys later <laughs>